With the holidays upon us, we decided to take a break from the usual interview format that we use for the podcast by introducing you to a group of awesome authors who have collaborated with us to make this special episode. We're presenting today different children's books on disability and inclusion that we thought would be a great gift idea for the child in your life or maybe for a classroom teacher. So we're providing shopping links for you for each of these books in the description for this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, they'll be in the description below. And if you're listening to this on the podcast platform, then it will be in the show notes. As an Amazon associate, I may earn a small commission if you make a purchase after clicking these links. I'm Tonya Wallum, the host of the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast where we try to encourage and support parents of children with special needs. I'd like for you to meet the authors we've collaborated with so that you can hear about their books. I've asked them each to introduce themselves to you and to tell you what book it is that they're featuring for this episode. Hi, I am Alethea Allen, and I am the author of Allie, I Have Albinism. Allie is your typical eight-year-old girl. She has activities and hobbies that she loves to do. She's in the third grade. She has amazing friends, but there's a slight twist. Allie has albinism. Albinism is a genetic condition where you're born with little to no pigment in your skin or hair. That's the stuff in our bodies that gives us color. Allie is loving her life, but Growing up with albinism is kind of hard, especially when people don't always understand why you look differently than them or why you have to do things a little different. But Allie is ready to tell the world all about herself and her albinism. Hi, my name is Crystal Boateng and the name of my book is Bedtime, Sleep Time, Nighttime, Dream Time, A Large Print Bedtime Story. And the book is actually a very sweet bedtime story that highlights the importance of routine, inspiration, aspiration, imagination, and most importantly, gratitude at bedtime. All really great things to send little ones off to lovely dreams at nighttime. Um, the book actually comes in a large print as well as a reverse contrast with large print. And what the reverse contrast means is that it is a black background with white letters. For many people in the visual loss community, this kind of contrast is actually easier to read. So with our aim uh, being to be as accessible as possible to large print readers, we were happy to be able to offer this in two different versions. Hi, my name is Kristen Faith Evans, and I'm excited about sharing with you uh, my book, Beth's Umbrella, Loving My Sister with Special Needs. And um, this book was actually co-written um, with my son, Josiah, when he was 12 years old. Parents are always saying, I wish I had known this. I wish somebody would have told me. I wish you would write a book. And so I remembered the little things I had written down and I said, I should write a children's book because there aren't enough children's books that have representation of autism and normalize autism and normalize mm -hmm. differences and normalize behaviors without saying he's autistic because there are children who don't know they have autism that can recognize themselves in Brody. And it doesn't have to say what I'm autistic. So the 
parents know that this is about autism, but it, it doesn't have to be because it can be about any child that has differences, that has meltdowns, sensory issues, anxieties, you know, mm-hmm. just all of those different things. So anyway, I, I decided to, to write the children's book. Sometimes I wrote the first book and it's about party. And at the end of each book are the parent tips. And so the Brody book, the first page is about how you would read the book to an, a child that's non-speaking, a child that had limited language, or a child that is fluent and verbal. And we read it very differently depending on. And I, fourth book is Brody Meets the Doc, which is all about how we can practice for a doctor appointment, which of course you can generalize and use for a dental appointment or any you know other type of appointment. Hi, I'm Laura Wickham, and I'm the author of this lovely book called Fanny Crosby, The Girl Who Couldn't See, but helped the world to sing. The book tells the story of Fanny, this incredible girl who, despite being blind from a very young age, was unstoppable. She would climb trees, play sports, knit, and learn pages and pages from the Bible. Fanny grew up to become a very prolific hymn writer. We estimate she wrote around 9,000 hymns. What an incredible woman. Hello, I am Gia Meyering, and I'm the author of Hacking the Code, The Siggity Saggity Road of a D-Kid. It's about a dyslexic boy in elementary school um, having a lot of shenanigans, uh, pranks, um, but also a lot of struggles because he's dyslexic. And um, also he finds out some of his strengths uh, in the course of the book. Because each of the books are on disability or inclusion, I wanted you to hear from them what inspired them to write these books. So here's what our authors had to say about that. I wrote this book because children with albinism are not represented in popular culture or most literature. Uh, I wanted those children to have a character that they could relate to and share with their friends and get a basic grasp of albinism because there is a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of the children with albinism don't know a lot about themselves and the rest of the world definitely doesn't know anything about albinism or very little information. So I wanted to create this character that could reach out to not just children with albinism, but also other kids so that they would learn about acceptance and awareness and understanding because the natural thing that tends to happen is when you don't understand somebody that's different, there is uh, fear and there is taunting when it could all just simply be explained and in the long run, make a new friend. So that's what I'm hoping, and that's what inspired me to write this book. The inspiration from this book actually came from a need. Um, I am legally blind. I have had low vision for most of my adult life. Um, I also have two small children. Uh, The youngest just turned one, and the oldest will be turning three in the next few days. So. Being that I have two young children, I was scouring the market to find large print options that I could read to them at bedtime. Um, Unfortunately, there weren't um, any really that I found that were consistent in the size of the print as well as the level of contrast on the print. Um, When I refer to contrast, um, some books um, in their artistry might have a moderately 
up blue background with just like a darker blue letters over that and that sort of contrast is very low and it doesn't pop out um, for someone like myself to be able to read easily so I was happy to be able to start a company that I could start producing these large print high contrast books um, I am a natural creative I've always enjoyed uh, creative writing and so that history lent really well to starting this company and creating books that I felt would be enjoyable really by anyone who um, has a disability or not. Um, but certainly offering inclusion was a main aim of not just, you know, creating one book, but creating a book in two versions, creating a company, which is an umbrella to just continue to produce more and more books. Um, that definitely was what inspired me and gave me this outlet to um, bring the creativity that I, you know, I walk around with anyway into what I think is really important work, um, providing inclusion in a market that right now is not really seeing um, the low vision community or large print readers specifically. Um, there are braille options, there are audio options, but um, as varied as the spectrum of vision loss is, I felt that the accommodations um, available should also be varied, that large print should be available as well. We decided we wanted to help families even more, so we actually took it down off Amazon in the past year, and it's free. The digital copy is now free for download on our website, disabilityparenting.com, because he wanted to help more siblings and more families. Starting that second book, we're going to learn about Brody's buddy. So Daly, for example, is a, a young child that has a very rare genetic disorder. So she's not autistic, but she's in both books two, three, and four. And she uses a wheelchair and a stander and has braces and hearing aids and um, uh, glasses. At the time in this in this book, she has the eye patch on to strengthen her um, her weaker eye, and so we get to see those characters. Um, our little Ivy that you saw in the back, she's a character that has Down syndrome that's based on my incredible Ivy that you can look up. So we start seeing the characters. We have a service dog with Sammy, our dog that has epilepsy, nice. and they're all based on real children who have you know real different needs. Um, and so then in our shopping book, we get to meet some new characters. It was important for me to add funny story to the series because her life is an absolute inspiration. My inspiration for this book is my own son who is dyslexic. And as a mom, I saw and I witnessed nearby how it is for a dyslexic child to go through school, and especially in this case, elementary school. Um, which is not always easy, and I try to guide him as well as possible, of course. Knowing that we're featuring books about disability and inclusion, I wanted to know what made their book special. And I always think it's interesting hearing from an author's point of view what they feel makes it special. So here's what each of the books have to offer that may be a little bit different from other books that are in your child's library. I believe this book is special because Ali is a character that can relate to all of these children out there, this new generation, uh, children with albinism will be able to see themselves in her and be able to relate to her experiences. Children without albinism will 
be able to see still themselves in her by her activities, her hobbies, her friends, the grade that she's in, the things that she likes to do, but also be able to get a basic understanding of who she is as an individual and learn from her and learn how to embrace other people that are different than you and be able to understand how to approach someone that's slightly different than you. I would say what makes my book special is that it serves the dual purpose of being an entertaining book, a wholesome read at nighttime, as well as offering inclusion to a community of people who don't have um, that many options on the market um, that meet the need of large print and high contrast. Um, I would say that in addition to that, uh, what makes my book special is that it also um, creates awareness, right, for households who don't have any visual disabilities at all, but come across my book. It lets them know there is a community of people who live with vision loss, and that vision loss is a spectrum. Um, uh, far too often, I think, in the mainstream, when people think of blind or legally blind or vision loss, they think that uh, most people um, don't have really much usable vision at all. Um, they'll say things like, well, I've never met someone with a visual impairment. And so I think, um, you know, having a book in your home that's made by someone who's legally blind, the accomplishment alone of being a self-published author um, is an accomplishment. And then you add to that 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 person has a visual disability and went through that same process as people who are fully abled. Um, I hope that that creates inspiration for others to pursue their dreams and know that although they may meet obstacles, that they too, um, when they approach it with determination and creativity, can see those things through as well. So what makes this book special is it's not only written from his perspective of what it's like to have a sibling uh, with disabilities, but also um, as we wrote it together, I used all of my experience as a licensed master social worker, a mental health professional, um, having worked with families and siblings and children's, children with disabilities, um, we made it therapeutic and created questions to help uh, siblings process those emotions. And it's a tool to help parents and caregivers know how to help their child process their emotions, their other children and the siblings. So um, we just encourage you to get this for free. The back of this book talks about what should you do when you see a meltdown? What should you do as a parent? What should you do as the onlookers? Fanny never let her disability stop her from using her gifts and talents and put them in God's hands. And God used them big times. He still uses them today as we sing Fanny's hymns all around the world. What's so special about Hacking the Code that I hear from a lot of parents and children, but through the parents, that uh, children recognize themselves in the story and really feel represented by the story and feel um, like they're not alone and they really feel for the main character and they root for him and um, they really enjoy reading the book even though they're dyslexic. So that's a really great 
feet. All of the books that we're featuring are children's books, but they're geared toward different age ranges. So I wanted each of the authors to tell you what range their particular book is for. But I want you to keep in mind, too, that reading aloud to a child doesn't matter what age they are, that um, you can begin reading aloud at a very young age and continue reading for as long as you and your child enjoy reading together. It is for a large range of kids, probably about from three to about nine. Uh, From three to six, parents can read this book to their children. Uh, from six to nine, if they if they have that ability, they can read it to themselves and still get the same concept, a basic grasp of albinism, a awareness and understanding of acceptance of not only others, but themselves, and learn about how we relate in the world and what we have in common. Um, really anyone can enjoy this book. You know, any uh, age zero to early reader can enjoy this book. Um, and certainly that's the sort of thing that a parent would read to their child as an early literacy tool. I think the additional benefit of my book is that it offers inclusion to parents and guardians who wouldn't normally be able to participate comfortably in story time bonding. Um, certainly when they benefit from large print, being able to have a book like this, that they can have um, that story time learning with their child and be able to employ it as an early literacy tool, um, that benefit is then just broadened uh, to a larger community. So I would definitely say those that would enjoy the book would be any young child, zero to early reader. Um, And I think many parents will enjoy reading this to their child as it promotes gratitude and all positive things at story time and bedtime. The book is perfect for children between four to eight years old, and it can be found almost everywhere online. The best age group for reading uh, Hacking the Code is um, between eight or seven, eight and 12. But that said, I hear from a lot of parents that they really enjoyed reading the book too and found out a lot more about how it feels and how it is to be dyslexic as a child in elementary school. So it's actually for everyone. So I would say 8 to 88. Some of our authors have books that are coming out soon or that they've already published that are similar to the ones that they're sharing with you. So I asked them to let us know what else they have out there, whether they have another book that's already been published or if they have some that are coming out soon that we can be looking for maybe after the first of the year. Oh, Allie has a lot of adventures left in her and a lot of things that she can teach. So I am in the works on trying to get some of those adventures available to you guys. I actually do have uh, several other books underway. Unfortunately, I cannot yet share any titles, but I promise not to let folks wait too long. But stay tuned. Coming soon. And then another book um, that actually really helped our son when he was a little older, um, actually about that time and onward, was uh, Views from Our Shoes, Growing Up with a Brother or Sister with Special Needs. Uh, It's edited by Donald Meyer, and it's um, from Woodbine House. And this is a compilation of stories from different children who all have uh, siblings with some type of special needs or disabilities. And this really helped him because It was very validating. In fact, I remember him saying, other kids feel this way, 
other kids have um, a brother or sister with special needs. And so um, this book was just great in helping him realize that what he was feeling um, was typical for his situation. Her next book will be on taking baths, um, washing hair, haircut. The book is part of a series of children's stories called Do Great Things for God, where we look at the lives of many women of faith. Also, because the book is available as an audio book too, with an accompanied PDF with some of the illustrations, if you're not really a reader, um, it doesn't matter what age, if you're not really a reader, you can listen to the audiobook and look at the pictures in the PDF or you buy the book too and you can read and listen al along with the paperback book. So um, all possibilities to get to the heart of the story. To close out these little interviews, I ask each of them to think about our parents who listen to the podcast. Now, our target audience are parents of children with disabilities, but we recognize that we also have listeners who are just enjoying hearing the stories that everyone's sharing, or maybe they work professionally with parents or with children with special needs. So I think you'll enjoy some of the quotes that are coming through, but each author has shared either a favorite quote that they have or some words of wisdom that they've learned along the way. There is a quote by Henry Kissinger, and it's not so much about the person, but the quote itself, it's stuck with me. Uh, it says, accept everything about yourself. You are you, and that is the beginning and the end. No apologies, no regrets. I take that with me because there were so many times in my life that I was regretful of who I was and apologetic because I couldn't see things and thinking if I was just a normal person, things would be better. And that was never true. I am the best version of me just the way I am. And I want to make sure that other children are able to relate to that as well. A quote that has always kept me centered has been walk by faith, not by sight. Um, it is biblical um, and uh, whether or not you know, you come from any particular religion, the thing that I take away from that is that sometimes we look around and we don't see certain things or we can't imagine certain things. And so we become discouraged or we can fall into a place of fear or doubt. Um, you just have to stand strong and just hold on to whatever dream is in your mind. If you want something out of life, whether or not someone you know has done it before, um, you can still do it, you know, walk by faith, not by sight. So um, I'd love to just um, leave you with, I don't want to say wisdom, but something, a message that I wish I would have told myself, um, gosh, almost 12 years ago, that um, when Bethany Grace came home from the NICU and Josiah was three, um, I really wish that I had told myself, you are doing the best that you can as a parent as a disability parent, as a medical parent, as a parent of a child uh, with disabilities. You are doing all that you know to do and that's all you can do right now. And so I just wanna to say to you, um, have some compassion on yourself. It can be really hard, not only to have a child with disabilities, but then to have other children, whether older or younger, who um, 
maybe don't have disabilities, maybe they do themselves, it's so hard to be able to give all your children the same attention. And I just want to say you are doing the best that you can. Um, love yourself today. Give yourself compassion because when we validate ourselves and support when our support ourselves uh, emotionally, we're better able to support our children uh, emotionally and love on them. Thank you. As the mother of a dyslexic son, um, I would say to all the parents that are having um, a child with a learning difference, doesn't matter what kind of learning difference, um, I would say research, 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 find out and be your be your own expert. So when you sit at the table with an IEP team or with a teacher or with anyone uh, regarding your child, you know, you can let them know that you know what you're talking about and they can't just shove it under the rug or talk it away. Um, and the other thing is, um, is to try to get your child diagnosed. Um, some parents are afraid to put a label, they call it a label, quote unquote, um, for the, on their parents, but I would say um, it helps so much more if you know what you're struggling with and why you're struggling with it and what strategies would help to mitigate that. And not only as a parent, but also as a child. I think it's important to have an open conversation with your child about what it is that they're struggling with and so they can understand where they're coming from and what will help for them. So they can advocate for themselves because you will have to do that for a big part when they're small, but it's never too early to learn to advocate for themselves. So if they know in the classroom that something is not working for them because, and they know the reason why, they can tell the teacher or the aide or wherever they are and say like, this doesn't work for me, but this does. So could we do it this way for me? Um, it is so much more empowering if they know why they struggle and why it's going the way it is and how they can uh, help with that uh, and work on it themselves. So that was my advice as a dyslexic mom um, to other parents with learning kids with learning differences. So that, that wraps up our main interview part, but we had some other authors that we had invited to collaborate with us on this. And just because of the sake of time and it being the, the beginning of the holiday season, they were not able to submit the videos to us for this episode. We will have a chance to get to know them in the future. Um, after the first of the year, we're going to be working on having personal interviews with each of these. But I wanted to also include the information for those books. So when you look at the description area with the shopping links for each of the books, I'm including these books as well. So we have Amanda Owen, who has written two books now on Owen the Wanderer. Her first one is already out, and that's The New Kid in Class. And it focuses on Owen meeting a child with Down syndrome. But then she has just come out with one that's, I believe it's available for pre-order now. But on her website, you'll be able to keep up with when it's available for purchase. And that's Owen the Wanderer and the Great Park Adventure. That is about a child who's in a wheelchair that Owen runs into. So both of those 
are fantastic resources for your child's library. And then we also have Sophia Sanchez. Actually, Margaret O'Hare wrote the book, but it's about Sophia Sanchez. And Sophia and her mom are going to be on the podcast in the near future. But we wanted to include the book, You Are Enough. And it's a book about inclusion. And I think you'll really enjoy this book. They have another book out as well, but I want to wait to tell you more about that whenever we do the official interview with them. So look for both Amanda Owens and Sophia Sanchez's books in the notes as well. I'd like to encourage you to check out the links in the description below. Purchase the books that we've featured on this. It helps these authors so that they can continue to produce some great resources for our children. But I'd also encourage you, whether you're buying it for your child or thinking about the teachers that are in your life, so that they can have a more well-rounded classroom library. And I'd like to thank each of the authors who helped to put this episode together. This has been a fun collaboration. If you've enjoyed this and would like to see more of this type of content on the channel, please shoot us a note, leave a comment in the description on the YouTube channel, or visit us over on Instagram at watcher.prairie. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.